Hello and welcome. My name is Tom. This is The Enthusiasm Project, Season 3, Episode 14. And today, we're doing something we've never done before. And I say we because it's not just me here. I am joined by my lovely wife, Heather Ramirez. And, and I am also joined by a fabulous, outstanding, super talented artist, content creator, creative, Kevin Ramirez, and another super talented, creative, podcaster, Twitch streamer, digital uh, entrepreneur enthusiast, Dan Moore, and I just wanted to get everybody's names out there first, <laughs> and then we will uh, we'll dive in, and you'll get to know everyone, and my big goal here, there's two goals, actually. The first one is that I feel lucky to know all of these people. And a podcast is a great way to force everyone to talk to me about this stuff. And the second thing is that there are, I have come to learn that a number of people who listen to this show are people who make stuff, podcasts, YouTube channels, etc. And I hope that we can kind of dive into an interesting conversation that's helpful if you're someone who makes something, but also by the time you're done listening, you'll kind of have that fire of like, I got to go make something right now. So that's what we're going to jump into. <gasps> Hi, everybody. Hello. 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 <laughs> so many voices. We've never had this many voices here before. Um, so let's quickly go around the table and just uh, like everybody here, I sort of hear an echo. I hope it's not too, too insane, but everybody here is a content creator of some kind. Um, let's just quickly figure out like who you are, and the main things that you create, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's start. I'm just going to go clockwise from me. I'm at the end of the table. So let's start with my lovely wife, Heather. That's me. So I've been on the podcast before. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. I'm Heather, and I started creating on YouTube in 2016. And now I primarily do YouTube coaching, help people share their stories on YouTube. And I did start out actually with a podcast that I only recorded one episode of and totally <laughs> It was forgot. pretty kicked back though, <laughs> yeah. that podcast. Yeah, but I've been, uh, I have two YouTube channels. One's a tutorial channel for people who want to do YouTube and then one's a vlog documenting my journey as an entrepreneur and a lot of Tom's journey as a byproduct <laughs> right. of that journey. That's me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm a byproduct of your channel. <laughs> Um, but now, of course, I will put links to everybody's stuff in the show notes so you can check them out if you want to. Um, Kevin, who the heck are you? Hi, everyone. Uh, so this is my first time on a podcast. I've never done this That's before. It's so crazy. It is. I know. This is this is really crazy. got this big thing in front of my face. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I am a, uh, well, by trade, I'm a, like a graphic designer, uh, kind of a creative that uses, um, yeah, just creative programs. But I started creating content um a few years ago, just like doing it on on Instagram. Actually, this kind of goes all the way back to the days of Zanga. Wow. <laughs> if I wanted to really think about it, I was really obsessed with graphic design, but the way to get interested was actually going on a social media platform, which was at the time like Zanga. This was before MySpace. And then, you know, you would just like, I, you know, use that as a funnel to just create graphics um, with these creative programs. And then, um, you know, kind of put it away, but then... Most recently, I've been doing YouTube um, from the introduction of you guys uh, to to kind of do a format where I record and edit. And um, a lot of it is based in creative experimentation because there's 
so many things that I wanted to learn creatively, um, not just graphic design, but there was like, you know, things like motion graphics or 3D or, you know, creative artificial intelligence. Like there were so many things I wanted to learn. So I wanted to use the channel as a way for me to like document my experimentation, but then also hopefully introduce people that, hey, this is what you can do with these uh, topics that, um, you know, they're pretty big, but they're also really accessible to just any kind of normal person. Um, yeah. And I also did, Are you know, they though? <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> well, I hope they're that's accessible, but usable, yeah. that's different, <laughs> but your channel has been growing. Like, I mean, it's only been a few months and it's every time I look at it, it's grown it's, significantly. Yeah. So I think you should be proud of that. Thank yeah. you. I think, um, I, I, I think it's, yeah, hopefully a healthy rate. Um, but it's been really encouraging and really exciting that there are people they're actually watching and it's, you know, it's, I mean, even if they weren't, it's still really fulfilling to me, but I do hope that, you know, their takeaway is that they can go off and create more. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Dan, tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do? Just the basics, then we'll dive in deep. All right, all right, sounds good. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. This is really exciting. I, I was really excited when you suggested joining <laughs> you on the podcast uh, because just based on your YouTube videos, I, I know, like, I'm just so impressed always with your setup. That's right. Um, <laughs> but now I get to actually, like, kind of use it. It's really exciting to me. Um, but as far as it being like a digital creative, is that kind of what you're... Whatever you want to take my description of, like... <laughs> As someone who just creates things to share with the world in some way, because you do multiple things, like however you want to approach it. All right, got you. So that's really interesting because all my life I've been really interested in storytelling and I always wondered how can I, where is a way or right. a platform that I can use to tell stories? Which, which one that I think is accessible to me? Um, meaning which one can I learn easily enough and just like jump in and do it? Yes. Uh, I, I was a little late to the game for YouTube. I feel like when that was really hot, like around like 2009, 2010, where, where it was just like really like uncharted territory, exactly. stuff growing like and crazy. I, I watched it back then, but I was too late and it wasn't until about 2016 where I, um, was working at a, um, I was working as a temporary worker at like an insurance company filling out forms for people. It was like a real temporary <laughs> job, but I had a lot of downtime. And so I would listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. And as I was listening to them, I kind of started to ask myself, or I just kind of started to realize, wait, I, th I think I could do this. I could do something like this. And it did for me at the time. I, I had to learn what web hosting was. I had mm -hmm. to learn how to build a website. I wanted to do it all right. And so I wrote out just like a list of things I wanted to do. So I, I, I made the podcast, uh, the Just One Thing podcast. And then later that year, made a partnered with a friend of mine and made a video gaming podcast, okay. like a news talk podcast. Um, and that was great learning experience, a right. lot of fun. That kind of led into... Um, uh, I mean, my Twitch channel, which I'll go into more detail later about, but that was where I, I really built like a, a online community just based off of the, the digital entertainment right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It just sort of happened organically. That's, yeah. That's yeah. what you just said is one of those things where I'm always curious. This happens to some people and it just doesn't happen to others, which is you, you consume something, you, you appreciate it. And for some people, I think for all of us here and probably a lot of people who are listening, the thing sparks where you're like, 
I feel like I could do this or I, I want to do this. I want to do something like that. And then I've known other people that, that just doesn't, I, mean, I don't mean this as a critique, but that just doesn't happen. They're just like, yeah, that, that was cool to go see that band play. I have no interest to ever like pick up a guitar or anything and I'm just going to go do my own thing. And I don't, I don't know what, what it is, but I think there's something that some people have where when that thing hits, you can't really ignore it. Heather's trying to sneak our dog out very discreetly. Um, and I, I think though, when it, the, the thing that's always excited me about like the internet and creating stuff online is how accessible it is. Cause you can have those thoughts and you can have those feelings and you can actually go do it. Like you can go make a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, that's to me, that's always just been something that's super exciting. And I feel like both of you guys have that same enthusiasm for your projects, <laughs> yes. one might say. Um, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about Twitch because you, you mentioned Twitch, Dan, and I don't know much about it. Heather and I have like experimented with it a little bit, but you and Kevin have both like, I don't know, like many, many hours um, working and building on Twitch. You've gone to TwitchCon, like you understand that platform in a way that I don't think a lot of people do. Um, how did like how did you get started with Twitch? What like why would you choose you know streaming on Twitch versus streaming on YouTube or something like that? Um, well, I the first time I ever really started to watch uh, people play video games on Twitch was back in 2013, like the fall of 2013. Uh, I started going to Twitch.tv to watch speedruns of Super Mario Sunshine, and, and I was just so impressed and amazed at how quickly people were running through that game, and I, I just was uh, transfixed. And then I, I just kind of like noticed that there's like a live chat happening on the side of this person who's playing this game, and as a lifelong gamer, I thought this is so cool. Like you don't always get to play games that are multiplayer, but right. you can. But this is a way for you to play those single player games and also have like an audience and be playing with people. And I was envious of that person's yep. ability or whatever tech he had that was allowing him to do that. Because back at that time, I didn't understand how he was able to um, capture the gameplay onto his computer and then broadcast that onto Twitch. I didn't understand like the workings behind it. I just knew it was something that immediately interested me. Especially back in like 2013, that it's not as easy as it is in 2020 yeah because that's what you, you started with your ps4 right exactly um and that's a really good point because in order i, I you know had done the math and, and realized that in order for me to be able to have like a pc that was capable of like live streaming it was going to cost me a lot that i just didn't have at the time <laughs> yeah. however a couple of years later i ended up you know buying a playstation 4 uh, this was like around Christmas of 2015. It was at a more reasonable price at that point because it had already been out for like two years. And when I purchased the PlayStation 4, it was strictly for gaming. I didn't realize that the PlayStation 4 had a had the ability to broadcast to platforms like Twitch or YouTube from the system itself. And it's that's crazy. It's just the gameplay. Obviously, there's no camera, right? <laughs> At first, that's what I thought, but then I, I learned also that you can get the PS4's camera peripheral and like use that as the okay. camera. And and I, originally, I, I the reason why I made a YouTube, ch or I'm sorry, a Twitch channel was because I, I was playing uh, the original Final Fantasy VII on my PlayStation 4, <laughs> and 
I was, I live on the other side of the country from my family. And I remembered back in the day how my little sister, Sarah, and I used to, she would just watch me play Final Fantasy VII all the time. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun if she could just kind of watch me play this? Right. And um, she, I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm going to make like, I'm just going to set up this like Twitch channel and I'm going to broadcast here. If you go here, you can like watch me play this game again, like the old days. And so it started out with just a way for me to like, play this game with, like with my sister quote unquote like and she did she like hopped on the twitch channel that i quickly made um and watched me play this game and then all of a sudden like other random people were dropping in <laughs> and I, like into the live chat and i was i i didn't know what i was expecting i guess you know i, I didn't yeah. like have a private channel or anything so I just kind of started to talk to them, and and for the next like two years, I I streamed a lot of games off my PlayStation Four. That's that, that's crazy, but you're one hundred percent right because when you make stuff, you know I'm putting it on the internet and people can see it. But then there's that disconnect, especially when you're just getting started, because people aren't necessarily watching right away, and then suddenly like someone you don't know reaches out, and you're like, what? Why is oops? I'm getting a phone call, <laughs> and then you're like, "Why is this happening?" And then you remember, "Oh yeah, it's not just my little world; it's it's the whole greater world." Um, Kevin, how did you? I know, I don't I don't mean to limit. So if I'm like, "Tell me about Twitch," and you're like, "I would actually prefer to talk to you about Blender or something," oh no, by all means. But I'm curious because you've done Twitch too, but you've done not just gaming on Twitch. Yeah, um, so it's funny because you know when I I didn't really start thinking about. Um, making any kind of like long form content until Twitch. And Dan is actually the one who introduced me to Twitch. Um, I mean, before that, I had gone on board with social media, like Instagram, making like, you know, an art, it, Artstagram or, you know, like um, on Facebook or Pinterest. But I never really thought of making videos because from my perspective as a, as a designer, it doesn't, that doesn't, that never really made sense until now you see these process videos that people are making like on Procreate and, mm -hmm. uh, which is that iPad, um, application. But before it wasn't really a, a thing. People would just post a picture and be like, you know, that's what I created today. <laughs> right. Um, but then, you know, when he, when I noticed that Twitch actually had a creative section, um, that was weird to me because I was like, I thought only Twitch was only for video games and, you know, I only knew Twitch because of like you know, really big, um, you know, streamers would have a certain persona that I thought that was the only thing that they did. Uh, but then I realized that they have everything, you know, but the creative community wasn't actually as big back then. Um, and there was only a lot of people doing like artist stuff. And I figured, you know, maybe this is a good way for me to like jumpstart, um, you know, creating like something a day, but then also doing it live on, on the internet. So you can kind of show like, you know, the story behind creating or designing whatever piece you're making. Um, and the thing is I had already been streaming video games on, with Dan on his channel, you know, as like a special guest or something. Uh, but I wanted this to, you know, try to try it differently. Um, and then, so that was only one aspect of the content, but then I would also, you know, do crafting because at the time I had my business Hunter, uh, which, you know, created these handmade bracelets. So I'd also do like, you know, braiding my bracelets on stream, people would come into the chat and it was like such a weird thing because, um, you know, when you create handmade anything, you usually are super lonely because you do it like by yeah. yourself. You're not really talking to anyone. So when I would do it on stream and I would be making the bracelets, 
it's kind of fun because people would come in and it would be like, oh, you're making my bracelet right now. I'm like, I am. And like, you know, you kind of just chat with them. <laughs> the and bracelet it, that they had purchased. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was kind of, it was really interesting because it kind of added value to the fact that like, you know, they saw you making it, yeah. but then you were also able to interact with them. So it was like, wow, this is, you know, it's not like I was trying to be a conniving business person, but at the same time, it also made me feel better about like selling something that I cared about because, you know, you actually had a relationship with the customer. So it was so odd because I realized it kind of opened my eyes that like, wow, I could do all of the things that I like and actually live stream it. And, you know, I'll still be able to get that social interaction that you get or um, that I would have loved to get back then when I was actually starting off. Uh, but yeah, so then, you know, but I, I soon after that, I think this was about like 2018, I actually got a job at like my, my dream job, my ultimate dream job um, as a Walt Disney Imagineer. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is uh it was kind of a fluke accident because it came out of nowhere. That's a big thing to have on your resume. As like, Oh, also, in addition to my Twitch stream. Um, I had been wanting, you know, I mean, you guys know, uh, I had always, that was like literally my lifelong dream was to be an Imagineer, grew up with it. So, you know, although I was really, it was a great learning and fun experience doing Twitch and doing my crafting, my bracelets, and then also doing my graphic design and, you know, just becoming a better creative there. Um, you know, I, I couldn't turn this down. So unfortunately I had to like really mm -hmm. uh, st like slow down the bracelet making and the live streaming and the graphic. So I kind of had to like step away from, uh, you know, doing content, but you know, ever since COVID hit, <laughs> <laughs> COVID's and, uh, been great for content creation. It's been fantastic for content creation. So it's funny though, because I actually didn't, you know, I still do, you know, live streaming, but via, you know, Dan's channel, whenever, you know, he he has a game that, you know, would be fun to play. But um I now have switched over to YouTube because I guess, you know, again, I really loved the job that I was at. It was like such a dream come true, but it was also that um I didn't have a lot of time to learn new of the like new creative skills I wanted to dive into. So there was like, you know, so many emerging things in our augmented reality and so many new applications I wanted to try out. And the position I was in was not um, it wasn't a strictly designer role. It was like a multifaceted like I would, you know, have to be running around picking up other duties. So I didn't have the time to dedicate really to. Um, other uh, learning opportunities. So now that, you know, I COVID and <laughs> now that we have the time, like I was able to really just take that time to learn these things like Blender. And, you know, it's been such a great time and uh, it's been such a fantastic learning experience that the best way for me to document it uh, and to kind of showcase what I've been learning was kind of YouTube where I could actually record it and then edit it and then upload it. Um, and it was a really great way for me to remember what I learned because, you know, when you're just like learning something and you don't write it down or you don't look back on it or think back on it, yeah, you forget it. Yeah, yeah. You just like, oh, well, it just like disappeared. Sometimes that'll even happen to me. Like I had just, but it helps to record it. So, I mean, it's kind of a way for me to remember, but also hopefully provide inspiration or entertainment to anyone interested in the same things that, that I am in. Well, it also is like a, a pretty awesome portfolio piece. I know obviously your portfolio and your resume are, are good already, but like this is this active thing that kind of shows one of the things I've always admired you for is that you just dive into different stuff. It's not like, oh, I only do 
this. And so this is the only thing I focus on, but you'll, you'll be like, Oh, I'm interested in learning blender. So I'm just going to learn blender. And it's not because like I need to for a job. It's not because it's going to bring in money. It's just because there's an interest there and it's creative and you'd kind of never know like five years from now, something could happen that connects the dot to, to a blender thing. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think that's kind of where I, um, I really want to go and just as growing in professionally as a designer, I think that's probably the best skill that anyone needs to pick up is learning. And I think that, you know, I've worked in corporate for a very long time and I've already seen kind of the creatives in corporate and how they operate. Some of them are really good at what they do, but I know that because there's such a routine where, you know, you're kind of put in a position where you need to uh, produce a certain thing like for you know mm -hmm. a, an extended period of time to where you know your personal growth may suffer and you may not be able to be that amazing creative that you were the year before so I think that it's so important that for any creative to kind of like get that mentality and the, the wonderful thing is that this last job that I, I had that was kind of the environment it was like I need you to create this augmented reality projection on this wall. I don't, you know, figure it out. Figure it out. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. And I was like, what? And then I had to learn how to program. It was so mind boggling, but these people were so incredibly talented. They could literally make a robot in like a week, like a, like a, you know, a sound, like a, right. a prototype. And I was like, how are you guys able to do this? And it was like such an amazing culture that, it applies to anything, you know, like, especially the creative community. Like, look, I understand you don't need to learn Blender or modeling or this. But the thing is, like, as long as you could just figure it out, you, it can apply to so exactly. many different things yeah. in your life. Yes. So, and, yeah. and just being the person that, like, I don't care if you know how to use this application right now. But yeah. what I care is if Results. I say, hey, we need to do an AR projection on a thing you'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't care how you Use figure whatever, it out. Do exactly. Go to askjeeves.com and, <laughs> and yeah, type like it just in. But... Do whatever you need to. Google whatever. Just get the result done. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it may not be perfect, but you learn something. Right. And you learn how to kind of just, you know, put things together. And so, yeah. And now I have sort of a, I have many questions, but one that I have right now, because you were kind of giving us a timeline, Kevin, of what, you know, your process for putting stuff out there but you also have a big sister <laughs> who who happens to yeah. be my wife. So <laughs> for anyone who didn't know, Kevin is Heather's yes. brother. <laughs> and I'm curious because both of you guys as siblings started off career-wise on one trajectory, then took a left turn into the world of like creative entrepreneurship, just different from the pre-med path that you had been down before. I'm curious for you, Kevin, how Heather's story and like her decision to leave her job and start her thing, if like what effect that had on you? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Thank I'm you. so curious to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I figured you might want to know the answer to this. This is very easy to answer and I could, I could tell you why. And I'm because... curious too about Heather's feelings about now her brother, you know, going down this totally oh, different I can path. Tell you you already know the sentence. answer, I know. <laughs> I told you other. so. <laughs> I know. Um, so we both started, obviously, with very traditional career paths, like doing pre-med. And, you know, we were thinking of going down, um, you know, that the way that was 
told to us but we obviously we're first generation exactly immigrant family yeah so yeah pre-med <laughs> like the only option <laughs> the works yeah um but obviously we ended up picking very different career paths but even in that our attempt to you know do different things was also very different and i could just tell you in one sentence heather is obviously more daring i'm the one who played it very safe so i did a different career path but like in a very safe way heather did a career path she tried it but at the same time she did like what her heart told her to do which is something that i like takes me a while to do which is like that's also kind of my down like my downfall Mm -hmm. is the fact that um taking risks i know that's kind of just you know what we did but it always took me a while to get warm up in in the water heather was like it's warm enough like i'm just gonna go in (laughs) so that's the that's the big difference and i think that's what has helped me is that you know she's been able to influence the way that i go about things you know it's like hey if there's something you want to do go for it if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable that's even more reason to kind of do it you know then you learn how to be better from it and uh yeah i think that's kind of what that's you already that's yeah that's pretty much it like the answer is right there i think it's like coaxing me to the other side (laughs) like this is a great way of thinking so well i've been working from home for a while now as have most people many people and i can't hear things like i can't eavesdrop as much as maybe i'd want to sometimes but i can hear when you and heather have conversations and she's in her office and i'm in my office they're kind of back to back and i can just hear like okay she's talking to kevin right now but i but sometimes like it'll just be in you know at a random time and the conversation will go on for a while but it's very much like um you know feedback and discussion about how to do this and what to do this and this path to go down and and that's that kind of constant struggle which i think is really interesting because you know like if you if i watch your youtube channel which as everybody should and they watch whatever the most recent video is when you go there (laughs) and you see like you know kevin creates this thing and it's beautiful and takes a bunch of talent and it looks just really like simple and easy but then to know that there's there's also a whole journey and a whole struggle behind that and like you said you had your dream job and now that is in the past (laughs) so what like you know what is the world then after the thing the thing that you have that has been a part of your identity that has been a goal for so long and now that's something that's just a box that has been checked like where do you go from there i think is a very interesting place to find somebody it's been such a crisis i think <laughs> i'm just kidding it's not that much and dan knows because i've talked to him about this but like again like it's it's so true you pointed out that this is literally what i always wanted to do and then now it's like well, what next and so that's the scary thing but I think the wonderful thing, and as I think all of you can agree, is as long as you are pursuing your interests mm-hmm. and pursuing things that you do like, they will fall into place. You'll find out what it is that you know you want to do eventually. Just keep doing what you love to do. Yeah. And I think that's the scary thing is that you know it it may come down where like oh well doing what I love to do doesn't provide you know money or it doesn't you know pay the bills. But I mean, I feel like I've done enough of these experiments to know that at the end of the day, you know, if you love doing it so much, there will be a way and it will come. So I know I'm only like (laughs) 30. (laughs) But the thing is, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like as long as you just keep diving in that and that's what I always have to do is just have to keep focusing on what makes me happy and what I love to do. And that's all, you know, that's what keeps me going. And obviously, you know, I wasn't there's a lot of people who work at a company like Disney and that becomes their identity. And they're like, Oh, I'm a lifer. And I, you know, I want to be here forever. And 
for me, I I learned very early on not to associate myself with like That's this is who I am. Yeah, because it's like because you know they're a business, um, yeah. and you have to be professional enough to know that you know they need to provide a service. So that comes with like the pros and cons of working at like any kind of corporate company. Um, and so you always need to make sure that you invest in yourself because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. So. Right. That I'm just gonna put that on a t-shirt because that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like I, I've always felt that way. And I, I feel fortunate that like I have a, I have a good job, like a traditional job. I have what I feel is a good administration in a good district. So, you know, better than the people who complain a lot. If something were to happen to me, my position would be filled within the week. So it's not like you, you can break your back over this stuff, mm-hmm. but, and you can build up this thing, but all that energy is, is going to somebody else's thing. And I think that investment in yourself is really key and you never know how it's going to pay off. Cause just before we were recording this, Dan, you were telling us like your podcast that you were doing and, um, you know, you, like this passion project, basically you, you said ended up being like one of the key factors to getting like your current mm-hmm. position that you're in now, which is not related to podcasting really <laughs> at all. No, no, that's right. But, but what it was, was, uh, the people that were interviewing me for my current position, I think that since I, I put it on my resume, I put that for I had sure, put yeah. it on the, you should. <laughs> and I mean, I, at first I wasn't sure if I, I should or not. And I, I think it was friends of mine who said, yeah, you need to put that on your resume. And I, I said, okay, I'll do that. Um, but I think what they did was they they checked it out because they still ask me about it. And I haven't produced <laughs> a new episode on that particular podcast in a while. But they went and checked it out. Uh, and I still support my podcast because I still pay for the web hosting yeah. and everything every year. So I, I still am like... Uh, sustaining and, it yeah i'm of? still sustaining it so when i when i doubt whether or not i should do that uh or when i doubt whether or not i should return to the podcast i always go well i think there's a part of me that doesn't want to return to it because i still pay for right. it you haven't <laughs> if let I, it go exactly if yeah. i if i really didn't care for it anymore i would have stopped doing that but i still really care for it and so it's still available for people to hop in and check out and i think that they they saw that and they saw that I was capable of like learning these, mm-hmm. teaching myself these skills, going out and finding the answers to my to my questions. That turns out it's really easy to use the internet to learn things uh, <laughs> for you free know, half the time, for yes. free most of the time. And um, I think they just appreciated the fact that I took that initiative and kind of did it on my own and like put it together and put it out there. Um, yeah, so I, I think that really helped. I think. Sorry, I'm just, I think Dan is a wonderful example of, you know, you, you were saying that you heard podcasts listening at a job and you were thinking like, Hey, I could, I could actually do this. And, you know, you identified with being a storyteller. So actually making something like really awesome. Like I I think your, your podcast is like fantastic and it's the fact definitely that, another level yeah, yeah the fact it's that, one thing to be like no offense to our podcast none taken. Are both like sitting at the table and just yeah. talking but yeah. uh, no people know like i don't edit this podcast <laughs> yeah but there's editing there's writing there's research there's music there's it's, it's very you know, story driven oh like immersive actually yeah, and i think very yeah, impressive. when you put your it's like a true testament to when you put your mind to it and you know you really you know apply everything that you love you can happen to get a wonderful like. A, but you know what yeah. also is? It's also like because you said, oh, it's so easy to learn anything on the internet. We all can learn the same things, but it's interesting how everyone here at the table hmm. has a different medium, a different platform, 
tells very different stories. I'm, you know, we tried Twitch. Right. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> I, I did one. I was like cleaning, changing my guitar strings. I want to revisit. I was like but... repairing guitar stuff and like people were popping in and out. Yeah. And it just, I, it was cool, but it's I. It's just funny to see like how, you know, there's definitely like a personality or preference where you just fall into like creating on this platform or creating this type of medium. Yeah. And, you know, someone who's super talented in one medium could be like right. you know, a total bust. And that's, and that's too, also because I see this, Heather, with your clients, a lot of times people will come to you and they'll be like, I want to get on YouTube and I need to figure out my Instagram, my Twitter and my TikTok and my MySpace <laughs> oh, and okay, my Friendster and my whatever. <laughs> and it's like they just feel like because there's all these platforms, they, they have, have to, to master all of them. Yeah. And it's, I think it really is like they all do different things. They all allow you to express yourself differently. Maybe you can monetize it. Maybe you can't. Uh, but it's, it's, I think it's worth trying everything to find the one, the that, one that really sticks. fits. Yeah. yeah. The, and it is very much like Cinderella and the shoe. Like it eventually yeah. just like something <laughs> is like, this feels right for what I want to make. <laughs> and that's a really like, I don't know, it's a really exciting, good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With the podcast, it was, um, for my my podcast episodes ended up being roughly like 15 minutes each uh, average 15 really highly produced <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes <laughs> it, it's they were very brief but i like justified that in my head by thinking oh people will listen to this in their short commute to work mm-hmm. maybe or back home from work or something those people who are lucky enough to have like a 20 minute commute you yeah, know, true. not in la not yeah. in a, not in los angeles yeah <laughs> um but that's what my mind was thinking because it was probably 20 additional hours a week on top of whatever job I was working at the time mm-hmm. too to do those episodes yes and and um that was a lot of it was like Heather pointed out just like the research the writing of the episode uh recording the copy maybe re-recording it if like because I'm not a sound engineer I'm not you Tom I, I oh I'm I, not either I, just <laughs> I don't know your YouTube channel if I had had your YouTube channel like a few years ago it would have been made it so a much easier level. yeah put that in the quote and <laughs> <laughs> I like it <laughs> yeah. 10 out of 10 <laughs> yes but it was trying to trial and error kind of figuring things out on, on my own and and I definitely can hear like even over the span of like the year and a half that I was like producing episodes for this podcast, the quality did improve. Mm-hmm. That was only because I was like learning as I was going along. Um, but that, yeah, that was, it was all kind of like one of those, uh, you know, I haven't yet done any of the, um, what are they? Uh, those like media courses you can take online that that you hear advertised like um skillshare or something oh like yeah, that. yeah yeah i haven't done any of those and, and i think they're so interesting i would love to like do like a skillshare class or something sometime because i'm sure i would learn a lot but it felt like i was doing like a year and a half long skillshare mm-hmm. course on creating a podcast on my own yeah because <laughs> you were i mean yeah. you, that is literally what was happening but <laughs> all all of those skills i don't know they just come together and it's fun but you brought up a point too you and I have full-time jobs plus our creative things. And then Heather and Kevin do currently like the creative endeavors full-time. And both of those have pros and cons to them. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's talk to the full-time 
creatives <laughs> and just see what it's like to live in that world where there's no problems because you have no full-time job to balance with and everything's just easy because you got all the time in the world <laughs> i'm completely <laughs> not being serious so okay so my brother's like oh i'm a risk taker or whatever um I don't want to say the con. I guess the consequence of being a risk taker is that you take a lot of risks. And sometimes, you know, you have to deal with the, you know, both the bad and the good. Um, I definitely think it's like, I, I don't know if I would tell myself back in 2016. Actually, I don't regret anything, but I, I was, it's been tough, like money wise. And I think that in order for someone to be as creative as they can be, you need to feel free. And yeah. financial hardship freaking sucks. I know. Like, they say money like can't buy happiness, but like, <laughs> it's like, it's a it different kind. Can. It's like you yeah. are being creative, but in like a survival mentality, which is it's that's not counterproductive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not. You're not creating your best stuff. You're not, you're probably not going to yeah. be creating. It's just like a different mindset. And I think that's what I've had to, you know, struggle with. Whereas my brother, who didn't take the risk to stay at corporate, you know, you'd go work on your creative stuff after work. And yeah, of course you have work to, you know, you have someone else who's your boss and you're creating something and putting all this energy into someone else's stuff. But um, there's definitely me looking at the, you know, the grass is always greener mm -hmm. on the other side being like, oh, that's, that would be nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if looking back at my four years of doing this, the thing that I wish I had set up initially was like stream of income stable stream of income and it was very much like freelance project to freelance project because i didn't know anything about starting a business my clients ended up steering my business because i would go where the business was and right like i ended up doing stuff that i would i wouldn't have wanted to do which even this year i pivoted from doing b to b to b to c so i don't do marketing for people anymore because i don't i really like i knew this the whole time but who am i just who am i to say no to like people who are willing to pay me right. and I was good at it, you know? But the business side's really confusing because I was thinking just yesterday, I was like, okay. I was thinking of, you know, like you and I have our YouTube channels, which like generate some sort of revenue. And I was thinking of like my high school students that, you know, kids all want to be YouTubers and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it. there's so much of it is making videos, but then so much of it is like, we had to start our LLC. We had to open up business accounts. You know, you put this money here and then you save this much for taxes and they have to do your taxes this way. And then you have to do things off and create this spreadsheet here. That has nothing to do with like, I'm going to set up my camera and get yeah, this cool angle. Yeah, let me angle. set up my background or whatever. Like there's this whole other side that I definitely had to learn as I went. And, you know, there, there I remember probably like a year in, there was a point where I was like, oh, because my YouTube channel started to pick up and I was like, I'll do the full-time vlogger thing. But even that was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, how, <laughs> right. okay. what, yeah. how do at I, at what point do I get the check? You know, like, I don't understand. So, so what I've been working on in 2020 is setting up, um, like building the foundation for a sustainable business right. so that I can, um, be creative and the creative part contributes to the business. And I think that's where everyone wants to get when they're creating content online is like you, you're in this position where, you know, the, there's money coming in that's stable where you don't have to sacrifice integrity and your values for the content that you're creating. So you're not selling out or whatever, or being sponsored every video and all of that. And <laughs> my you're, favorite you're, thing in the world. Yeah. You're still able to create like exactly what you want to create, how you want to create it. And all of the things that you create, funnel 
your passion is hook forever like i just finished on friday it is sunday <laughs> it is uh it's very interesting because uh i mean you make a great point about the safety aspect i've had to learn that a lot of people approach this very differently and i've had to learn a lot about myself in terms of um what my brain likes and what it doesn't like and what it's comfortable with like it's I mean, I learned very quickly, especially just any kind of in creative team, like you can't put your creatives under stress because they can't create like and whatever they yeah. turn out, it just turns out really bad. And then that means that there's a lot more criticism, a lot more notes. And just at the end of the day, you're just not happy with it. And it just it's creative that wasn't produced with the best creative, <laughs> essentially. Um, so what I realized is for me, I actually need a routine. Um, and safety is a big thing. Like, I think that if I'm being creative and I just don't have a schedule or if I don't have routine, I get depressed very quickly, mm. very depressed. Like I remember there was this one video recently that I worked on for a very long time because I was doing a lot of testing, uh, with, you know, just new functionalities. This is the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> Haunted Mansion one. Like it was a, it was an awesome piece for me, but I was, I was, uh, testing out like lattice armature animation with like glass and transparency and loosen uh, translucency and oh yes it was of course yes yeah it was just like it was a lot of like and then cloth dynamics with wind physics like it was a lot of like complicated things i hadn't really um gone into but i think if i had to had a schedule and i knew what i was doing and i was working towards something um which is why it kind of leads back to the safety thing where it's a lot of people you know they like to have that job because it's that routine semblance in their in their life. And then they can go home and then work on their personal things and they kind of wake up and do the same thing the next day. And it's that safety, that routine, that that constant that they have. But when you don't have a constant, my mind easily goes to like worry and anxiety. And then that is almost replaces the time that like I the the, the lack of free time that I had with um you know, worrying yeah with worrying yeah. and so it's just so instead again, of like a 40 hour job you're yeah. just 40 hours of, of worrying, worrying and yeah. then you just feel like you haven't really accomplished much but again i think there's ways to like combat that where you know you just gotta write something out you gotta do some whatever meditation you need to do you gotta you know it's really requires someone with a strong mind yeah, in order to sure. pursue your interests with the utmost discipline because i think that if you don't you literally will just spiral off the track and then, you know, by the time you know it, you'll need to get a job. Like you'll need yeah. to find to a survive. way yeah, just to survive. And like five I, months have passed. I've got a couple of questions for you. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, and uh, first of all, um, the first question is like, have you yet like kind of described what your YouTube channel is here and like explain how that developed into what it is or, or what it is now currently? And the second question is, um, given everything you've just said as like a full-time creative now how do you keep yourself from like overworking like when does the work day end for you if, if ever does it not work in for you and and yeah. do you think that that's a problem are you totally okay with that i think that um so again the past few weeks or past few months i've been doing this it's so and even during the twitch days uh of making bracelets and stuff like you got to make your own schedule where you do end at a certain time and like you start at a certain time. So whether that be like, you know, wake up at six or 7am, you work for eight hours or nine hours. The thing is that like when you do your own creative endeavors, it's almost very similar to freelancing. I used to freelance a lot. I used to have like, 
like three to four clients, but I was only productive in the nighttime. So I was like a night owl and I would have the most weirdest hours. Like I would work from like 2 a.m. to 4, go to sleep, wake up at 11, you know, and then like work on a different, like it was just so haphazard. It was all over the place. And that's all obviously not conducive when you are or to a, to a lifestyle where you focus on your own thing. You know, like it may work for freelancing, but it's not going to work for whatever goals that you have because you'll just get burnt out, exhausted and other responsibilities, whether it be like friends, family, relationships, like they kind of just like Bye. <laughs> sustainability Goodbye. is key. Exactly. Yeah. So you just always want to make sure that, you know, you keep a healthy, you know, uh, lifestyle, you know, you're keeping yourself well, you know, you have that routine that you enforce on yourself in place. Um, and then I guess your first question about the, or what was it? It was like, yeah, I was just, cause I don't know if we had a chance yet for you to introduce your, maybe I totally blanked out when you did, <laughs> but like your current like project, like what is this current YouTube oh, project yeah. that you've been um, working on the past like six months? Yeah. So I guess like, it's just more, uh, experimentation. Um, What's and the name of your channel? Oh, my Kevin Ram. Well, meaning Kevin Andrew Ramirez. <laughs> Kevin's like, Links will Ram. be in the description. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, again, like I was saying, like the best designer, in my opinion, is someone who's just willing to learn just all creative mediums, whether that be like, yeah, digital, but also can you actually use an X-Acto knife to cut paper or like, can you be creative with like crafts and something handy or airbrushing? Like just, I think that um, it's to being a creative, it's so important to actually dip your fingers in all these mediums. And part of that is experimentation to know if it works for you. Um, and so my channel is more about the experimentation aspect. So right now I'm focusing a lot on, on Blender because it's, it's an emerging program that I think is getting really popular in kind of the corporate world because it's free. Um, and it's so accessible. Like you could just hand it to each person in your team. They don't need to install it on their computer. It just opens up and it can do so many different things. It can do about five or like whatever five programs can do in one. It can do 3D motion graphics. It can actually do editing. You can do like, yeah, just like 2D renderings. Like it's, it's absolutely amazing. And so, um, and it's just getting bigger and the community is so loved because it's, again, it's open source. So they always have conventions every year. The community is so supportive. They want to do the best that they can. And I think it's just like the goodwill that they have to like, you know, make the best program that, that they want. Um, so I'm learning that right now. Um, and again, just experimenting, like, how can I push this program and what works for me? Because that's important. Like you experiment, but you got to do like what you're interested in. And so, um, you know, trying to learn again, like machine learning, which is like a really big topic that was kind of like the biggest thing I was learning last year um, and how I'm putting into application to see like, hey, how I, how can I utilize this for any kind of graphic design utility? Um, and then... So it's always fun hearing Tom try to dis to describe what you do to his mom. <laughs> oh, yes. It's just, it's, I guess basically what I want to do is my whole like one-liner is like become a better creative, but sub said, that's not really said, it's just creative experimentation and, and kind of allowing people to, you know, Hey, you should try this out, you know, cause I, I do paper crafts sometimes. Like I made paper roses on one video mm -hmm. cause I had yeah, never I done that. that before. And it, it, it was a video, it was a video for my parents. I was yeah. making an anniversary gift. That was really cool though. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I had never made, and I hadn't made a shadow box in a while, but this one was like something a little bit more traditional. And it was like so much fun that I really love working with my hands. Um, and then the 
other one was like I was designing a print for Heather on mm-hmm. and Procreate. That was the first time that I had ever done like a full scale illustration on on the iPad. And that was kind of a test for me to be like, hey, can I actually do this? And I and I had been practicing how to like sketch out and draw like leading up to that. So, I mean, these projects are a way to challenge me, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, trying to think of other uses for so your your videos are always really relaxing and chill for me to watch and i have to be honest like when i'm going to when i watch your videos i don't really watch it because i want to learn i don't want to learn the program because i personally don't necessarily have that desire um definitely the curiosity but not like uh, right now in my Mm -hmm. life i want to go out and learn how to use blender but it's really cool to watch you create something in blender and you edit your video in such a way where it's it's not boring at all. I'm like watching you do something really quickly. I'm going, oh my gosh, he, he's so amazing. Because um, I don't know, it's it's probably a lot more difficult than you make it look in your videos, of course. But um, you do a really good job of making it look really entertaining and like accessible. Um, it's not necessarily like a tutorial either. It's just yeah. I think that was also the big thing was I wanted it to look accessible like okay sometimes i see a lot of videos and it seems really intimidating because it's sped up by like five thousand (laughs) percent and they're doing like a million actions at once but i mean i'm not gonna say like you know there hasn't been a format like like this but i guess for the videos that i wanted to make i didn't want it to seem like too intimidating i really wanted it to be like hey this is what i'm doing like i'm extruding this to make it 3d i'm drawing it out like you know i really wanted it to be like oh i here's my process yeah here's the process and for anyone who doesn't know the program you can follow along to understand like oh that that came out oh that twisted oh okay i understand he's increasing the value of this like so like you know you don't know the correct term but as long as you know that there's something being made hopefully that'll inspire someone to just like just pique their in. interest yeah. yeah like figure but yeah. they're not necessarily tutorials either no they're no, yeah. they're definitely not um not i if i i would like to in the future possibly but um yeah they're definitely just more process oriented yeah, cuz that's a different thing too i mean i've i think we've all watched the tutorials where it's literally like click the button type in this and you have <laughs> yeah. no idea what you're doing but you're like fine i'll type in negative 37 and then this thing yeah. happens the programming stuff yeah and you're yeah. just like i don't know what i did but <laughs> But it's interesting because those videos on YouTube especially do really well because people need to solve a problem. So they how to do this thing in Blender and then your video could pop up. So I'm sure that you could grow a channel very quickly by doing like Blender tutorials. But I don't know that that's how you would want to grow because then you're going to be the Blender tutorial guy. Exactly. And and if you're not into doing Blender tutorials, it's going to suck to be the Blender tutorial guy. And, you know, I, I think kind of like Dan said, you can watch the videos without wanting to be a, like a blender artist. It's like your videos. I have no interest in cameras, <laughs> but I love your videos. Well, yeah, I, I, I watch, I was thinking of Luke Towen, my like yeah. channel that I watch. It's, he's an Australian scale model builder and his stuff is amazing. And he will go step by step. You cut this foam and you do this. And I'm like, I would like, like really 45 minute videos. Yeah. I would love to like go into his workshop and use those tools to do that. But like, I don't have any of those. Like I don't have static grass for my HO scale, whatever. But I'll watch every minute of every video just because it's so fascinating to me. And going back to what you had just mentioned, Tom, about um, you don't want to be known as the tutorial video guy Mm -hmm. right off the bat. That kind of goes that reminds me of a situation that was happening with Twitch, too, like in in a similar vein, but but a different platform 
um, after two years of streaming through my PS4, I had, <laughs> I had you know, gotten like a, a, a moderately sized audience. But even up to that point, I wasn't like trying to make Twitch a career or, or yeah. anything. I was doing it for fun. Um, eventually, I was able to afford like a better to build a PC of my own that was capable of live streaming, um, capturing video from video game systems and live streaming games that I would like to play. So you could be like a legit Yeah, like Twitch I felt streamer. more legit like a Twitch streamer. Not that streaming from your PS4 doesn't make right, you legit. I still always recommend people if they want to try Twitch streaming, do it from your PS4 because it's so easy. But, um, but the, of course, the PC is more powerful and you have more options to present things and make little announcements mm -hmm. and borders and you can make your stream look more personal. Yeah, your streams are really yeah. like, just like the podcast, they're super engaging. They're, they're just really, they're just great. Thank you. <laughs> that's all. That's what we, I'll say. We we had a lot of. I have a lot of fun with Twitch. And in 2018, I my audience really when I was able to to, to more make it more personalized and um, a little better quality cameras and stuff like that. It really shot up, and I got I got. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm like superstar ninja here, <laughs> but for me it was a surprising um, boom in in followers mm -hmm. and subscribers and stuff. And um, uh, I was very happy with it. Um, I was playing the video games that I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. They're like single player RPGs, a lot of them, but the chat would always be very engaged. Uh, and that was who I was. But I've, I've had friends on the Twitch platform whose goal really is they want to become a full-time So it's just growth, streamer. growth, growth, basically. Yeah, and, and they do grow and they do really well. Uh, but I saw their passion... I, I knew who they mm -hmm. were when they played the games that they really enjoyed playing. And then I saw them as they started to play games that, you know, maybe they enjoyed casually, but they didn't really want to play eight hours of it to, a day or with audience participation or have to manage a chat full of, you know, 10 to right. 16 year old kids that follow him because he's playing the games that they want to play. Sure, he suddenly got like an influx of viewers, but. I, I could see how taxing it was for him to do something he didn't want to really do. Like right. do something that he didn't want to be known for, but it was making his channel grow. Like he, his channel grew gangbusters. It was huge. Um, several thousand new followers and stuff like Jeez. that. Uh, but that was like the example I always went back to when I thought, no, I know my channel is really very modest, but I'm so much more happier on the platform mm. and I haven't gotten completely burned out yet because <laughs> I haven't like decided to, to pursue uh -huh. that aggressively like that. And, and like I said, the, the other key thing is that that's not my main source of income anyway. So right. I, I'm afforded that opportunity to not be. Um, yeah. Having the full-time job is rough because of time. And like, even if your full-time job is creative and fun, you come home and you're just like, yeah. I just want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And rest. <laughs> but it, but now it's like if I don't use this off time to make something, then my thing isn't Never going to happen. So yeah. that's the you know, the flip side of the full time job gives you that stability and yeah. that security, which is very valuable, but also puts it at risk. And I, I know I, we were talking about this a while ago. I forget what popped it into my head. Um, but I remember, I think it was when Heather said, I'm always trying to explain to my mom what Kevin does <laughs> and I can't ever really do it. Um, so she just knows that you're a super nice guy. That's, that's what she knows. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but she has this 
I guess I was raised with this idea of like stability first, which is fine because we didn't come like we didn't come from uh, we came from very modest means, I guess you should you could say. And so not having stability makes it something that you really, really value, which is really important to me. That's why I went into teaching instead of film school was specifically like because I wanted a paycheck that I could count on consistently without having to go, you know, mm -hmm. struggle for 10 years before that could happen. Mm -hmm. Um but at the same time, there's this thing, because my, you know, my mom's big push is always like, just you got 20, 25 more years, then you get this sweet retirement. And I'm like, yes. And, you know, time flies and whatever. And my big drive, which I talked about in, in an episode of this podcast, uh, like two or three episodes ago, where I basically was like, you know, over the next few years, I would kind of like to transition. I would really love to work at transitioning towards doing my own thing full time rather than working for somebody else, which was like a very scary thing to just admit <laughs> or give myself permission to admit. Um, but I, I think that's what would make me happiest. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and it is scary to, it's almost feels ungrateful to go in a world where people are struggling to just pay their bills and you have a, a job with good salary and benefits, but like you want, it's not enough for you. Like you want something <laughs> else that feels, it just doesn't feel good. But at the same time, like I don't really want to count on, well, if I just sort of like coast for 20 years or 25 years, then if I'm still healthy and if I'm still alive and if everything is still good, then we can have a little bit of fun for another 10 years until we die. And then the end, I, I, I would like to find a better balance, I guess you could say. And so, um, we're, we're coming up on an hour and not that I wouldn't want to just talk forever. We can talk for five more hours. <laughs> I'm fine with this. But one thing I really wanted to go over, because the four of us have such different backstories, such different ways we use our platform, such different goals, is what, if, if we were in charge of, you know, somebody said, hey, I'm going to give you whatever, $2 million a year for the rest of your life, no matter what. Like, you can stay in bed all day, and you get $2 million <laughs> a year. Um, so you can create your your creative life. Or maybe let's put it this way. You have to do something. <laughs> you, you can't stay in bed all day. Yeah. Um, but you get to create your life how you want. What would that actually look like? And I'm very curious, without that money side of like, I know I have to work with my clients. I know I need to like go to work for this much time. Like, what would your what would your time be for me? And I'll just quickly gloss over it just to give you guys like context. But a, a couple of weeks ago, the episode I was talking about where I, where I talked about this, my dream goal, which is a big dream. I, I feel like, um, is I'm so curious about this. Cause I factor into this dream goal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it involves, it's just in terms of finances, not like, yes, well, I'm living in the Bahamas. Yeah, like, I'm like, no. is that where I'm going to be living too? <laughs> yes. Like, what are we going to be doing, babe? <laughs> Tropical <laughs> birds like really and pina coladas. No, well, because what it was, was it, it's when I, when I, admitted this to myself that this is what I want. The example I used was like my grandpa fought in world war two and then worked really hard for like 60 years and, and then retired and did his thing for another like 20 years, 30 years until he passed away. Uh, and now I'm over here like I have a pretty good job teaching digital media, but I want to like do my own thing. And it just, <laughs> it just is like, you know, I don't know, millennial with your avocado toast kind of situation. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, the thought was, 
if I'm going to risk moving away from the thing that I've worked for and built that does have stability and does have that, it's not going to be for something that's as good or worse. It's going to be for something significantly better. And so what that means is as my like YouTube channel, everything has started generating revenue, that has made me see that, oh, like it can generate revenue without me having to just shill out every sponsorship that shows up or chase every trend or whatever. Like sticking to your authentic values can actually bring something in. Uh, it would need to grow like from where it's at right now in terms of revenue, something like four or five times, <laughs> you know, to make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's possible or not, but it could be. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's impossible. And then that would cover that would not only meet this my current salary, but it would far exceed it. So that way, you know, we could have savings. I could put money towards health insurance. And there, there is that stability, even though there's instability, it's kind of like factors in for both. And then the number one thing in the YouTube world when people go full time is like, then you could just make videos every day. You can make so much more content in this. And I'm like, I don't actually, maybe once in a while it'd be fun, but I would still kind of like to stick to like one a week and like a podcast episode or two. I don't want to then like be the goldfish that just expands to fill, you know, like I have my job and my channel and that takes all my time. If I just had my channel, that would take all my time. Like Heather doesn't have <laughs> extra hours in the day. Like you're, you're right. still also super busy, yeah. even though like you don't have the, the traditional job they are also balancing. So everything can expand. And I was like, okay, so I want to make that, that income. Uh, and also then pare it down where I only need to work four days a week and kind of do what Kevin said and keep a traditional schedule. Like I know it doesn't sound exciting, but like basically sure, whatever it is, Monday through Thursday work nine to five, eight to four, something like that. And then just the other three days a week, not touch it, just have three days off and hang out. And this is, and this is where we can go on our trips together and, and, you know, we can exercise and visit people and not work and then come back to it kind of feeling refreshed. That's sort of like my dream situation, which feels lofty, but also doesn't feel like, I don't know, I'm not sitting on a gold plated jet boat yeah. Like in my own private river or something like it's it's would it, I don't know if a gold plated boat would actually that float, would be but, <laughs> maybe. but anyway that that's my like you know the time to really focus and without pressure create the things I want to do work on the business end of it and then still have plenty of time to just have a normal life is is ideal to me like the more that I can use my time how I want to use it to me that's a very big gauge of success so that was a long way of asking, what's yours? <laughs> Me? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, Heather, let's start with you. Um, okay, so this is an interesting question because my goal for so long was is so, like, I don't want to say it's narrow-minded, but it's very, I've had my eyes on the price since I started this, which is just get to One stability. million subscribers. Oh, like, <laughs> like full-time <laughs> income doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never even thought about anything else because whenever I did, I would feel guilty that I wasn't working on my thing. And you know, it's like, it's, it's almost exact opposite of what you said. Now that I don't have a full-time job, I, I could dedicate every waking hour to this until I do it. And you know, obviously it's taking a lot longer, but one thing that a lot of things that 2020 has taught me is balance. Cause we, you know, in addition to the whole world being the losing its balance. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a lot of tragedy this year. It was like a really hard year for us. Yeah. And I think I got to a point where I was like, I, I want to be in control. And if I, 
if I can't be in control in a world that I knew, then how would I be in control in this new world that is totally unknown? And so now I'm, I'm exercising every day, 60 days in a row, mm-hmm. learning Japanese, like exploring new shows, playing video games. Like I haven't played a video game forever. Like, you know, there's you have a new dog. I kind of want a third one. Like there's all, uh, there's <laughs> about that income. And I want to travel as soon as we can. Like there's, there's, it's like I was, I allowed myself to think about other things that were not dreams about the business. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to get an office space at some point. Like I want to hire somebody. Like these are always the dreams that I have been thinking about. And it's so nice to, to be like, oh, I guess, you know, being married does that. It's like, well, what are we going to do as a couple to, you know, um, like what couple, what goals do we have as a couple? So anyway, long story short, my goal is to definitely still have a full-time sustainable stable income doing the thing that I love which is still teaching people to share their stories on YouTube that's still my thing I love doing that um but I also want to because I because there's stability it doesn't mean that I am now going to put more time like more of my free time into work it's Mm -hmm. now I'm going to put that free time into things that have nothing to do with work. And I, I just have never had that balance before ever. It's always like, oh my gosh, work on everything, make as many videos as I can, burn out, recover, and then do it all right, over again, right. which is like stupid. So it's impractical. But I think, I'm, and that's the thing, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. I feel like that's a very <laughs> modest dream. Like that's, that's. I know, well, I'm excited because it's so doable. I'm like, exactly. okay, we're all the same age. Cool. <laughs> I don't, but these aren't like, you know, when you're a kid and you're, I'm going to have 16 mansions. A million. And in every room. Dollars. I'm going to have a trampoline room right. and my own personal in and out and all this stuff, which <laughs> sure. Cool. But I mean, we're, we're talking about things that aren't <laughs> in the grand scheme of the world <laughs> where, you know, I feel like these are relatively achievable goals i think i don't know what do you think kevin and dan oh yeah i think that <laughs> like my dream isn't the the team 10 house you know that's my nightmare <laughs> exactly but i mean and that's like there's even like more milder versions of those creator houses and stuff and and I, i'm not against them i think they're totally you know fine um they're just doing what they feel like need to do to build their career but but all that to say if you were to say, hey, Dan, here's your $2 million a year for the rest of the year, but you have to be creative or you have to do something, I think that, that would, be, would open up so much to me because there, so there are so many things that I want to learn, like um, woodworking. I would love it if I yes. could do woodworking and like have a channel where I'm like, I'm going to make this table and here's how I did it. It looks crappy, but I did it myself <laughs> and, and you got to watch me do it. Or baking. I, I've been getting really into baking lately. Like, I don't, I'm not a baker, but you want to watch me bake this? <laughs> now I ha- I can afford this, a kitchen that's big enough to film me do this kind of thing mm-hmm. in. Um, or beekeeping. Like, I, I've been watching uh, Emmy Made in Japan's beekeeping channel on YouTube. <laughs> I, I didn't I heard I, of this? That's, I, I found her through her beekeeping channel, actually, before I found that she had another, like, food tasting cooking channel. And, um... But I, I've always been curious and wanted to learn about beekeeping. There's like all these like things I kind of want to learn how to do. But living in a little apartment in Los Angeles, you really are limited to 
the space to, to doing things that you have the space to do them in. And that's, you know, you can do anything on a computer. So fortunately right. I was able to, to produce a podcast. I'm able to live stream onto Twitch. Um, but there are other things I would really can't keep love bees. to do. You can't keep bees in a little <laughs> apartment. Um, but they, I will say that the, the other thing is this, is that while, as you talked about earlier, like having a sustainable and you can't beat the the peace of mind a sustainable income gives you. Yeah, it's very valuable. It's so valuable because I've been there because when I was making my podcast at first, I was still like a temp job. I, I drove Lyft. There was like long yeah. days where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, this month. And that's so stressful. But I was still trying to be creative on the side. So... I don't, I'm not going to say that that affected my creativity in a necessarily negative way, but it definitely, it's hard to imagine, like, I don't know, it, what am I trying to say, actually? Having a sustainable income is such a blessing. Yeah. I, I do not want to take that for granted. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, if, if there was that kind of peace of mind mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, uh, I think that... I'm not a real extravagant person. I, I could have something very simple as long as I didn't have any concerns. Because one of the best things that's happened to me since I started really investing in, in these uh, digital creative realm is the people I've met. On I've made so many good friends through Twitch. I, I can't tell you the people who came into my chat, who became regulars in my chat, Absolutely. we've met in person. We were talking about this last night, like they've met each other now. Like they've, we ended up kind of creating this community right. where people were meeting each other in the community that you got started, which is so nice to, to hear about. Like they've become really good friends with each other and I can't pass that up. Like that's what I really love. And I think that's where this is going to sound really cheesy, but I think that's where like the value in living is, is the relationships you make and helping people and make stronger relationships. And, and that's one of the things that this creative realm of like YouTube and Twitch and the our internet, the podcast, yeah. the internet is, is that's one of the most positive things that can happen is because I have friends, um, through my podcast, I made a friend in Kuwait who now is in my Twitch chat all the time. Mm -hmm. And so cool. I have friends in Australia, East Asia. I have friends from all around the world that, um, yeah, you can't pass it up. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, anyways. But the time to like value that and to focus exactly, on cultivating yeah. that. And, yeah. And, it, and that is a tough thing because when you talk to someone and, and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, well, like I'm building communities and working with people from all over the world to sort of like explore stuff we're passionate about. And they're like, it sounds lame to like non-creators. Well, it's also <laughs> like, like cool. So like, how do you pay yeah, for food like and totally stuff? Boring. And it's yeah. like, no, but there's, there's like an intangible value there that you can't understand. It's like hard to describe. Yeah. You have to just know it. You have to, you, if you it. haven't, yeah, exactly. if you haven't experienced yeah, experience or it. been a part of it, either as the person, like Dan just said, you're the glue that sort of created this thing that people can exist in, or you're one of those people who's like yeah. part of something and you, right. mm -hmm. you connect with it in a very real way. That's, that's a really magical thing and it and it doesn't just have to be from like a record company or like no offense but a giant entertainment conglomerate decides like this is the thing that everyone's going to connect with it can just be anybody <laughs> through their computer in in their yep. apartment their bedroom wherever yep. i think that um i uh you know i just want 
somewhere cozy. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be, I think I aligned with you guys and like, it doesn't have to be this like amazing mansion. But again, like if someone gave yachts, me like, you don't want to get yachts out of no, like, I know. I don't. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, I know. And then escape during yeah. a pandemic on my yacht oh, yeah. <laughs> to your private island. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think, you know, if someone had given me $2 million a year, I think it would be kind of just... That for me, I sorry to interrupt. That would almost be like too much. I don't think. Yeah, it was just yeah. need. It was just so like, <laughs> this, money's not an issue, exactly. so you don't have to say like, gotcha. I need to earn money from cultivating a community. <laughs> but the freedom to say yeah. like, cultivating a community is really valuable to me. Like yeah. that's something yeah. I want to. Like a on. stable income. Yeah, I think um, you know, there's actually quite a few things that I would probably do. I think you know the the grassroots are the channel. I mean, I guess I, I don't know if I touched on this point, but. I had a lot of designer friends in the corporate world and just any and small businesses and just mid-sized businesses. And I would be like, oh, yeah, can you, uh, you know, do you think you can make that web banner? They're like, oh, I don't know how to design for, you know, web specifications. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, but I mean, you you can learn to do you could just like try this to, afternoon. Yeah, like it shouldn't <laughs> that shouldn't be the roadblock to your creativity. That is that what is what I'm saying. It's like the mindset should be I'm going to go figure it out. Or mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like, I can't imagine it in my head. Therefore, as a creative, I'm unable to do it. And I and I found that was such a big problem. I, figure, I feel like, you know, creativity is so, uh, there's so much cap, like there's so much around creativity in these businesses nowadays that everyone wants something to look a certain way. They want it to be a certain producer, like in, yeah, in, in a certain like process. And so then you do have these new creatives that are just, specializing only in this and they only do UI design or they only do motion graphics or they only do and there's nothing wrong with that but I do feel that when they try to think outside which is kind you of more pigeonhole yourself. you pigeonhole yourself mm -hmm. and you limit your creativity and you're almost like bottleneck to where like you know in the long run for me it happened to me I felt like I was kind of like oh I guess I don't know how to be it's almost like it's not freeing you're almost like chained by your own ambitions to be more creative and so i guess what my goal would want to be is to just introduce people that you know it shouldn't be a burden to be creative you know if there's something that you don't know it shouldn't be a roadblock it should be a challenge and it could be something that you can overcome and it doesn't have to be that difficult even though it won't live up to your ambitions and it won't live up to what you're imagining in your head don't let it stop you there's always still some sort of creative and some art in whatever you end up making even though it just like Dan saying, like, you want to watch me, you know, cook or, you know, bake in the kitchen or do some woodwork. Like, I think that there's so much to be said for just trying, you know, and having the mindset of being positive to like think, hey, I could learn something new, especially in creative experimentation. So it reminds me of that quote of this. Is, I think about this quote all the time, but it's like, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you mm -hmm. really don't want to do something, you'll find an excuse. Exactly. And that, exactly. I think, you know, I just would love to turn that mindset and just help, you know, people just become more creative. Well, think it, it just makes shows, her... to me, it's like, okay, if you are, you, you, who is it that, was it was, so someone that you met, maybe it was a student or someone in a group chat that was like, maybe someone who was leaving a comment on your video that was like, oh yeah, I really want to do this thing. And you're like, oh yeah, oh you can gosh. with this thing. I and talk then... about this story all the time. <laughs> maybe it was, you've already told it on the podcast. I have a couple of times, but it was, I was in a Facebook group for like YouTube channels oh, that's right, that's and right. this guy, I think I just did last week's episode talking about this, but the short story is this guy was like, 
I really want to start my channel, but you know, um, I just have this gear and I'm not sure what to do. And I was like, Oh, with what you have, you could set it up this way and it'd be great. And he was like, yeah, but the sound's not really good here. And I was like, well, you could go outside and you know, you're doing like, you want to do an outdoor channel anyway. So being outdoors would actually be pretty great. And he's like, no, I forget the, the exact quotes or whatever, but it was basically every problem he had, I set up a very achievable solution like actionable that day and it was everything and i could have said i'll give you millions of dollars a year to just sit here and do your thing (laughs) in a in a perfectly curated environment (laughs) he'd be like yeah but i can't because you know there was at a certain point you're your own worst enemy of just yeah no i i don't know how to do that i can't do that well all right then (laughs) that's actually kind of reminds me of a lot of times when i'll be uh, streaming on twitch where someone will pop in my chat it may even be someone i've known for a while who said man i just wish i could do this I want to start a Twitch channel and I'm always like, you can do it. Like you can stream. <laughs> do it. You can do it. Xbox One. Yeah. Or you have a PS4, which by the way, a lot of people, a lot of gamers have those systems. Yeah. yeah. Then you can do it. And that's how I did it. You sure it might not be like what you're envisioning, but it's so much fun even. And I wouldn't tell them because I did it. I, I I'm not lying when I tell them that streaming from just my PlayStation 4 was just so much fun for me. Yeah. Um and I think that's what should be the most important thing because if you're not having fun in your Twitch so channel, you know, yeah. yeah, no even one's gonna want to watch like you. I think it's great to strive for standards, but I for think, sure. I think, but I think the roadblock is people just are in their head way too long. Like, I do this. Too. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. 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 I'm so guilty. Everyone at this table. We're not in our heads. You know, I really want it to look a certain way. And that's such a preventative to like doing or accomplishing anything. And then it's like, when you actually do it, you're like, oh, this just doesn't look good. But I mean, that happens every single time. It's never going to be, exactly how you imagined it in your head but the amazing thing is that because you actually did it you did it mm-hmm. and that's that's really what counts that's how it was with uh the just one thing podcast i that first episode was decent i was just <laughs> glad to have it out there yeah and, that's a huge step yeah. yeah but it was also like one of those things where i could listen to it and I'd go gosh that was that wasn't great that wasn't like what i envisioned uh or it doesn't sound like how i in i what sounded in my head or what what, are, what we were trying to come up with an audible word for. <laughs> oh, yeah, not envisioned. A mental right? audio audio thing, but anyway. Or sensory. But, yeah, yeah. it wasn't how I expected it to sound. I wanted it to sound like way more professional. Right. But as I mentioned, I'm not a sound engineer, so I had to learn these like little tweaks with what I had. And eventually, um, after several tries, it started to sound like closer and closer. And there would be days where I would like read the copy of my podcast and then listen back to the recording and go, that was so crappy. I'm re-recording it and then scrap it and then re-record it after adjusting some settings. So a few trial and errors, but like you said, like where there's a, if you want to do something, you're going to do it. Well, what is it you said? Like where there's a will, if, there's a way. Yeah. Or, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you <laughs> yeah. don't want to do something, you'll find an excuse. Yeah. I don't know who said that. That's a quote for sure. But that that is so, that's so good. Cause yeah. it's, a, it's so well, true. Cause now, when I heard it, it's yeah. like, because what we do is so unique. Whenever we meet someone, we talk about what we do. Like people will always say like, oh, I always thought about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so why don't you? And then it's like, oh, kids, this, that, that. Oh, well, you're just listing out excuses that, yeah. you know, I know I don't have kids, but there are plenty of people who do and are still yeah. doing it. So. And, there's, and there's people who actually, you know, they, they still try to do whatever. Everyone's dealt different cards, yeah. you know, so... Conversation for another day. Exactly. <laughs> another <laughs> topic. It, it's funny, though, because it does go right into a thing that I always go over with my students, because when they show work in class, we have to go over like how to pitch a project, because their big thing is to always like, 
well, okay, this is the project, but um, the camera's like out of focus a little bit and we kind of ran out of time. And this all these disclaimers. Yeah, and I'm like, why are you telling us how terrible it is before we've even seen it? Like, let us watch it. We might not even notice the thing that's bothering you because you have to remember like your audience is only going to see the thing for what it is. They don't know what was originally yeah. in your head and so i i've even drawn it out a few times for them there's like a venn diagram where one circle is what you imagine the other circle is <laughs> what you actually made and when you're just starting out there might not overlap at all hardly it doesn't mean that the thing you actually made is even bad it mm -hmm. just for you it's frustrating because you're like it should have been like this and it's not now it's like that but somebody else is gonna be like this is pretty cool for just what it is it's so subjective creativity yeah. is yeah. so subjective and i just wish more people would know. like you know you could think this plant right yeah. here is a work of art and, and i could some just people would be like it's dying i guess yeah. it's dying. you know but like it's it's so subjective and that so. happens i mean in the youtube comments there, there'll be a video where the same video someone's like this is a complete waste of time shut this guy up and the person right below it like you just saved my life i can't yeah. believe i'm so glad i found this and it's like yeah. it's the same video it's that polarizing thing <laughs> about the internet and the more that you do give yourself time to practice then your venn diagram circles can come closer together and it does become easier to go okay this is what i have in mind this is how i can come close to achieving it and i think that's uh that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for your time today. Before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to, you know, let people know where they can find you, plug whatever you want to plug. And uh, I, I strongly urge whoever's listening to uh, check out work by every single person at this table, especially me. I'm just kidding because you're yeah. special. <laughs> uh, so Heather, where, where do you want people to find you? At Heather Just Create on YouTube and Instagram. Yay. And uh, Kevin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Kev and Ram. That's K-E-V-A-N-D-R-A-M. Kevin Andrew Ramirez at, at YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Kevin Ram. That was pro. You said this is your first podcast and that was such a pro plug. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, where can people find you? You can find me at Just One Thing DM on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, so yeah you got the handle on like all the platforms that's I, pretty, I tried to that's, that's I tried good to get it yeah all right and of course you can find me at Sodor and Tom or uh, check out youtube.com slash Tom Buck and thank you for listening thank you to my incredible round thank table you, of Tom. guests Yay. yes uh, and I will see you next week <laughs>